This is TB Rifles Season 1. The very first Kickstart season has finished last season and we are going to go right into the Season 1. We've got 3 divisions, 23 teams and over 450 players uh, divided on all those teams. Not only that, we've also get, got coverage in 6 different languages with over 10 casters. So if you're not ready for this season, I don't know what else will get you ready. Let's dive right into it. Alright, welcome back to the CB Rivals podcast, guys. Uh, this is the very first podcast from the actual season. The season has just started last Sunday. Uh, we've got round one right behind us. And I'm joined today by Corto, of course, uh, my favorite tournament organizer alongside myself. I'm CB, the tournament organizer for CB Rivals, and Corto is the tournament organizer for the core tournament as well. Uh, with me today, I've also got Alias the Veggie, team captain from Blame Alias. Uh, Third place finisher from last season for the kickstart season and they're off to a pretty good start this season as well i would say we'll talk to him about himself the team the biggest meme of the cb rivals as well being blame alias um, and lots more of course um, but before we start with all that uh, corto how was your off season did you enjoy the preparations for the tournament uh for the tournament yeah well, like the last couple of weeks getting ready for the season for the first weekend yeah, yeah, I look the. I comment and I look the match uh, last Sunday. Ah, nice. And, uh, and uh, yeah, yes, we are ready for this season. And uh, the master, the the first match start to be uh, really, really good with a good level, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a good, uh, good way for the for the season. Yeah, absolutely. I think there were a lot of really, really fun games. Um, so yeah, lots more to come as well, and it's it's good to actually casting. Also, uh, did you cast with Miss Anara this time? Yeah, can you repeat, slowly, oh, yeah. please? Did you cast the game with Mr. Nara? Uh, I cast the two first game with uh, Torkel ah. and uh, the play-in, the play-in play match. Yeah, nice. And two game with uh, Mr. Nara for the feudal division. Nice, 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 excellent. Yeah, that's that's good. All right, uh, and Elias as well. Welcome, welcome to Thank the you. to the podcast. Um, your presence here is long overdue. Um, we've had Pioneer, we've had Temple Shot here, we've had Vasectomy here, um, but we didn't find you. You were the only one from the top four that we hadn't yet, so I'm really happy that you could join us today. So welcome. Yes. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, sure, you're welcome. Um, so normally I allow you to introduce yourself a little bit. I'm going to do it slightly different. Um, I'm going mm -hmm. to give you a few statements. It's basically overpowered or underpowered. And okay. after that, you get to introduce yourself as well. All right, so here we go. So you only get to say overpowered or underpowered. You ready? Okay. All right, all X. Overpowered. Nodachi. Overpowered. Jack Ultras. Overpowered. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, blame Elias? Mm, underrated. Underrated. All right, all right. That's good. <laughs> all right, now on to yourself as well then. Um, Elias, just tell me about yourself. What server did you play and what's your favorite weapon? Uh, anything else you'd like to add? So I'm uh, Lias the Veggie. Uh, I lead Blame Lias. Um, I am currently in the house Origin, but next season I will open my own house uh, and uh, play with Kebabs, which is also a new house. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to basically play the season like that. Um, I'm a mall main. I've Tried a lot of different weapons, um, but small is just the most fun for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you just like to drag people with you and you know, Indeed. lure them into a dark places. Yeah. Indeed, it's perfect. All right, all right. That's good then. Um, so how did you become the biggest meme of the Cyber Rifles 
Well, I mean, we are. We basically went into the tournament with just like fucking around. Basically, we just like yeah, we had fun, you know. So we just kept on doing it. But then we kept on winning, so we kept on taking it more and more serious. Because uh, I think you can see with my team the development uh, over the season is quite extreme. Yes. Uh, it's also due to that we actually started taking it seriously. Like, for example, when we fought Surf Slayers, we you know there was no no trolling, no nothing like that, and it was just uh just trying to win uh, and then we basically kept that going and uh, we just became a bit more serious but we still have the very unserious touch to us nice yeah that's good to hear um so for those who don't know it uh, where does the blame areas come from uh blame lies comes from uh, when i was leading the international raid in legendarium uh one guy started to like uh saying that it was all elias's fault like <laughs> if anything happened like whatever happened it was just elias's fault and then basically the full raid started blaming me for whatever happened. Mm -hmm. And uh, it basically kept on going because uh, the majority of uh, Blame Lies were from Legendarium. And then uh, we didn't know what name to name us. So then I just asked them, like, what name should we do? And everyone just wrote Blame Lies. And mm -hmm. uh, then originally Luis posted it. Uh, I wasn't even aware, you know, uh, Blame Lies. Oh, that yeah, was just, yeah, be, would just be a mean <laughs> name. But then he posted it and then we had to stick with it so yeah there, here we are. there's no, no no going back from that now yeah indeed that's for sure indeed. um so any chance you got any praise allies as well after getting third place no 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 like no? Uh, any victories we get or something then it's just like yeah you should lies mm -hmm. we did it all mm -hmm. so uh i don't get any praises no. No, no no all right all right maybe you'll get some for me today uh hopefully but we'll <laughs> see we'll see all right that's good um Let's go over the matches first before we do anything else as well. Um, I just want to give all of you like an update about what's actually happened uh, on the last week. Um, so here it is. On the screen you'll see uh, the standings, but for those of you who can see it because you're listening to it, maybe on Spotify or any other podcast, doesn't matter. Um, here are the standings. So we got three divisions. Play-in division, Rustic division, and Feudal division. The play-in division is being the lowest division with only new teams, the Rustic division being the lower ranked teams and some of the new teams, and then the Feudal Division with all the big shot named teams like Pontcard, Blame Elias, Surf Slayer, uh, VR Clowns, Plebs right now, um, and some others. So, actually the Play-in Division has been really interesting. Corto, you cast two of those games, and two of the three games for the Play-in Division were a tie. So we can see uh, four teams being at one point right now, and only Impact actually got a win against looking for team, the random team. Um, from players who are all looking for a team, um, which is really funny, I guess. Um, and Divinity being the only team that hasn't played yet, they will start to uh, start the season in the next week. Um, and that is basically what standings are. Um, there's not much to say right now about the play in Division, I guess, unless, Corto, there's something that stood out for you? Watching those games? Um, I watch uh, Play vs Pongard. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other game, uh, it was. Uh, no, it's Sir Slayer. Sir Slayer vs. Pongard. Ah, yeah, that, and, uh, that's the Beach vs. Jack Ultra. Mm, nice, nice. And did you watch any of the play in as well? Yes. Which one did you see from the play in division? Uh, I think I don't understand. It. <laughs> uh, did you see any of the any of the games from the play in division, like Impact, Botblood, Argonautas, uh, Pelia? I see um, Wayblood vs um, Crypta ah, and yeah. Argonaut, Argonaut vs uh, uh, Pelia. Yeah. 
Yeah, those were so, both dice, right? Uh, like, what? Yes. What? What were so those games die. like? Yeah. But uh, I really like uh, what I see on the Crypta mm. Crypta team. Show Crypta team. They they show a very good game and uh, good play. They are very compact. Mm -hmm. they, are, they they play in group, and uh, it was very interesting what they do. And uh, in attack, um, they, uh, after to take the C point, they go on the left uh, just to to try to kill some unit hmm. and uh, to 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 get the advantage. And uh, it's very, I think, for me, it's a good team. Very good team. Yeah, interesting. It'll be nice to, 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 to see them to play. Yeah, yeah, that's nice to hear. Um, Crypta being the only team from EU2 in this uh, in, in this division. There's also Triki in the uh, Rustec division and then we've got slaps in the feudal division so there's not that many eu2 teams so it's always nice to see another team step up um just quickly going over the other teams uh we got wildblood um i think alias you know them quite well uh, argonaut is a french team um then we got Pali old school spanish team with a lot of veteran players actually returning to the game just because they like to play in tournaments uh divinity also from eu1 looking for team like i said they are the random team um so those are the teams that we've got right now uh, once we have more games being played uh, we will definitely get uh, one of the team captains from uh, from the playing division into the podcast um, some more about them later uh, let's go to the rustic division then uh, because this is where things get a little bit spicier i guess uh, we did the tier list a few weeks ago with blake um, which created a bit of discussion which is always good um, and there's already been a few interesting matches i would say uh, so we had chocolate paladins against kebabs and kebabs were clearly showing that they are not here to fool around. Uh, they won against Shackle Paladins um, quite convincingly, uh, confirming what Blake said that kebabs are probably in the A tier, if not in the S tier um, for this season. Uh, we got Odin's Legion also winning their game, uh, as well as Holy Crusaders against Triarchy and YAA. And YAA was one of the teams that Blake and I put into D tier, so blame on us. Um, I can't blame you, Elias, for this one. Uh, this one was blame on me. Uh, so Odin's Holy Crusaders YA and Kebabs all getting the win and Chocolate Paladins, Love and Devotion, Trike and Baguette Munchers are all with a loss right now at the bottom of the standings. But of course there's a lot of more games coming in. So we'll see how those teams uh, shape up over the next couple of weeks. Um, Elias or Corto, did you see any of the games or do you know any of the teams specifically? Uh, Elias, you Kebabs of course. Yes, uh, with kebabs in the Asia tournament, mm -hmm. uh, and um, yeah, I mean, I saw the games uh, kebab had versus chocolate paladins, and I think it was quite dominant that mm -hmm. kebabs was winning. Um, but I also think uh, personally that kebabs is like this—they uh, deserve to be in the higher division because mm -hmm. I think that would be more competitive stage for them. Uh, I don't think this season would be too hard for them to get, uh, well, yeah, wins against everyone here. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Like if you if you look at the names that the that the team has, and like you said, they also play in the Asia division with the CBL tournament. Um, they they should e almost easily take first place here and go to the fuel division next season. Yeah. Um, so we'll see if any team can like put some competition against them. Chocolate Paladins was of course one of the other teams that uh, might be able to contest them, but they're not clearly not on their level right now. Um, mm. Any of the, any of the any of the other teams that you that you know or have watched? Uh, I've worked with uh, Odin's Legion a bit uh, last season, mm -hmm. and um, I think they're a quite decent team. Uh, they 
just have to get that final step going, like mm-hmm. to get the fully team function and so on, and a bit more experience. And I think they can be good contesters for higher places. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I agree. Uh, I think Odin's Legion looked pretty convincing. They've been slowly improving, I guess. And also, you could see that at the end of the last season, the Kickstart season, they were getting some wins against the other bottom teams in their in their division. Yep. Um, so they're definitely getting better. Um, also, Holy Crusaders, I played against them with Triarchy. Um, they've definitely improved their their basics. I would say they were covering all their flanks um, and executing like pretty well. So I, I also think that they might be improving quite a bit this season. And YAA, one of the teams that I guess we don't know yet really, the Turkish team, um, they have definitely at least shown up and won their first game. So I'm really curious to see uh, how they will do over the next uh, couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. All right, um, let's go to the feudal division because this is where the real fun begins um i'll just go over the games first um let's see we got plebs versus uh slavs they won quite convincingly very convincing i would say um blame Elias, you were against rose was it mm-hmm. yeah so you also won the game um i think you had a bit of struggle in the first game but in the end you won it quite quite convincingly yep. uh second game pretty good game yep yep you would agree with it. Yeah, 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 good, good. Um, and then, uh, this is one of the games that I really liked. Uh, no Beaches versus Jacked Ultras. For those who don't know it, um, Heather, who is now definitely deader, uh, actually called out No Beaches to be D tier before the start of the season. Um, and No Beaches have actually demoted Jacked Ultras to the D tier officially right now, I gotta say. Um, Jacked Ultras even tried to be in the A tier together with you, Eli- uh, Elias, uh, as well mm. as with Bondguard. Um, clearly, they couldn't step up there. Um, so, shame on them, guys. Shame on them. Uh, we'll I think see... it's... Yeah. In reality, it's all just Heather's fault, mm-hmm. if we're completely honest here. So, I don't think we can hold Jacked Ultras accountable for it. Yeah. It's just Heather. That's true. It's it's just Heather. Yeah. Yeah. Must be. Totally right. Totally right. Yeah. So, uh, Jacked Ultras, definitely the D tier team right now, if not even the A or the F tier. I don't know what, what else. Like E tier. Yeah. Uh, we'll see, but um, so Jack lost uh, Pontcard actually against their um, like rival, their big one of their biggest rivals in Surf Slayer. They've they've always been fighting in the finals almost every single tournament, um, mm. like the core tournament, the CBLs, all of those. Um, so really interesting game, but Pontcard without Pi and actually looked a bit shaky. Um, they didn't play as convincingly as they normally would. Uh, I think Nine Fingers also casted it out as well, um, and Surf Slayer actually took it two zero. So quite surprising result i would say like especially in the way it went um Surfly also did some really interest interesting stuff jumping off the walls with the pole axis on the defense in walford only to destroy uh, all of the all, all of the artillery and he also mm. um yeah just did lots of good things in the fights as well um and then rose and slavs uh, at the bottom as we kind of expected um, but i definitely think that they they will be able to improve during the season and get some wins against the other teams um, Corto, what matches did you see again, and what did you think of it? Yeah, but uh, yes, I see the the match. Uh, what you talk about, Serslayer and Pongard, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, the defense of Serslayer and uh, the 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 come out with the the Polax uh, is very surprised. They play very good with this because uh, when they back, uh, the freehand opens the door. To the come and uh, uh, it's um, it's it's planified, you know, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's previous, so it's very good play. And uh, after the, we, we we can think uh, uh, Pongard, we we can 
def win their def mm -hmm. because that's their defense uh, because uh, a lot of team for me well, on the match I see a lot of team a lot of team uh, wins their defense mm -hmm. but their uh, player is very strong and uh, they play very well they make a very good push and uh, mm -hmm. And they win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to see Surflyer being this strong again. They played really well, I think, especially on the E attack. They timed everything, like capping the B and the A point at the same time and just doing stuff like one step at a time. Um, so I'm happy to see them at their and level. I guess. One thing. So I, I remember one thing uh, I see on this match and only on this match. Um, at the beginning, when uh, Surflyer are in attack, mm -hmm. Um, with the cannon on the right, the cannon they destroy when they are in defense. Uh, they use it to uh, to destroy the um, the building around the supply point, uh, mm -hmm. the the sea supply point. You know, yeah, they yeah. have uh, a lot of, uh, of wood palisade, of wood uh, wood wall mm -hmm. around, and they destroy it in uh, the, at the beginning of the of the game with the cannon uh, at the start. So yeah. and uh, they they know the map and they know what they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. They, they they clearly know this map really well. They've played it so often on the core tournament as well, right? It's almost like um, what we saw with We Are Clowns during the final on the like on the Gloire map, where they they know the map so well that they will destroy certain things on the map that other teams don't even know about, right? Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, Elias, any match from you that stood out aside from your own match, which you can freely talk uh, about? I think the Surf Slayer versus Pongard was, uh, of mm -hmm. course, the most interesting one because that was the most you couldn't really know who would win. Yeah. Uh, but what I think uh, that was interesting about that was that they actually went to save the breach by destroying the artillery, mm -hmm. uh, where we actually had more of a different approach where we wanted them to shoot the, like, if they shoot the breach low, we have one guy running out to then destroy the breach, you know, to ruin their plans of eventually going B or something, that style. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that was the most interesting game. It looked very calm and collected by uh, Surslayer uh, versus Pongard. But mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, good, good analysis. Um, yeah, uh, like you said, I think Pongard Surslayer definitely was the most interesting match. I guess No Beaches and Jack the Ultras as well. Then, um, mm. Corto, did you watch the No Beaches game as well? Uh, normally, yes, but I don't remember uh, if I see something. Uh especially mm -hmm. you know if I, from it so uh, i have no no remember of this match <laughs> sorry <laughs> yeah, no worries no worries that happens there are so many games now like uh, yes. I, I didn't even have a chance to watch all of them i went over them quickly today so uh, yeah it doesn't matter what matters is that no which is one and header is going to be very dead this season um so we can all route for him and hope he, he survives some of the games um yeah so that's it about the the standing for now um, of course it's only one game one round being played we've got six more rounds to go so there's plenty of games uh, which will matter and count um, the season will actually end after seven rounds so there will be no finals uh, or anything like that it will just be seven rounds and then we have a then we will have a winner and we get to go to the next season as well where we will hopefully have 10 teams in every division with nine rounds being played um, and that will be even more fun so that, that, that's basically it for this season. Um, so we'll talk later in the podcast about the games for the upcoming uh, uh, weekend, um, because I've also got predictions in a Discord channel that we can go over to see what most of you think about uh, the games that will be played. 
Um, but before we do all of that, Elias, I want to go back to your team and also what you think mm -hmm. of the game. Um, you said that your team has improved a lot over the last season, right? And I think everybody could see it. Um, like you reverse swept Eden in the in the third place final, which was very very nice to see and very cool. Um, yep. And uh, one of the things that also stood out is when I did the podcast with Super Kitowich that um, your team basically got uh, every top ten uh, stat covered, like most kills, most assists, most unit kills, uh, all of those stats were in the favor of your team and it shows how aggressive your team is. Um, mm -hmm. Where does that come from, do you think? Uh, well, it basically comes from that. Um, if we get, for example, like we, it basically comes from the scrims, you know, we do like a standard um, basically defense to, uh, for example, uh, to just see, you know, test the map and see what's good and so on and so on. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then at the end, we usually notice, for example, at uh, like against Eden on uh, Reginopolis, we notice that yeah, if we push C slow or something, then we will just get harassed by because they have a lot of range. And how do you counter range by just being aggressive and just pushing through? Mm -hmm. um, and we basically had this point of view for like the majority of the season. Whenever we had a chance to push, we would take it, and then could go either ways. But. <laughs> Yeah, that does make sense, I guess. Um, oh, hang on there. It's in the vision. Hey, guys. Let's go. Can we go? Let's go. Hello, hello. It's all good. It's all good. Um, nice. it have, a good have, a, have a good evening. Yeah, thank you. Hello, thank you. Best. See you, guys. Hello, yes, fuck you. It's to do this. Hello, the best. Blame Elias. Elias is bad. Blame Elias. All right, excellent. I just like this. Um, I, I just might keep it in the podcast, honestly. Um, I'm, really, I'm really sorry. Yeah, no worries. This is the team. This is the team. We just we were just talking about it. Uh, they're not, not only aggressive in the game, but also outside of the game, I guess. Um, I'm sorry for you, uh, it's because it's your team. <laughs> exactly. That's horrible. Yeah, that's so fun. All right, this is what you get for sitting in the team channel, I guess, with, with Blame Elias. Um, I, haven't had, I haven't had this with any other team, man. It's, oh, it's all on you again. Just, just my guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. All right, that's good. All right, so like you were saying, um, you, you were, you were, you, so your team is em emphasizing also on playing aggressive. Like when a lot of teams play range, you just dive into it. Uh, you want to exactly. go for it. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, basically it. That's what we've been doing this season. We kept on doing it, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it definitely works. That's for sure. Um, so, about playing aggressively. So, what we have talked about with other team captains as well is like the rules in the Civil Rivals is, is a little bit different than other tournaments that, that you could play. Mm -hmm. um, for one, we don't have the three life limit on most maps unless there is a map that is not available in the custom lobby, like in the way we want it to be, then we are forced to play on CBL uh, rules. So, how do you think it would change for you if we had the three life rule? In the tournament we would definitely take a different approach i mean we also did this in uh, whenever it was the cbl rules we mm -hmm. always played it a bit more safe and then we just based our strats basically on our ranged mm -hmm. um, but uh, well yeah it's um, it's hard to say because we play every map differently uh, and some maps we also play just super defensive mm -hmm. uh where we just do a setup and let the enemies push into us we basically play it all differently but uh with the three lives it's uh we usually have that if you're out of units, you know, on like the rivals thing, you know, then people usually don't run back to supply. They usually try to get special units and so on. Mm -hmm. um, 
but in the with the three lives that of course changes so you go back you don't want to die and so on and so on yeah definitely so it, it already changes the way that you play does it also change the the meta for you uh the meta stays about the same i mean there is the difference that the like from the real cbl with the rt and the mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what's it called the doctrines and everything yeah. uh, that of course changes the units a bit uh, and then of course the leadership as well because uh, we mm -hmm. basically run one gold two purple yeah um but in the real cbl you have to run like two purple and one blue or something like that um, but uh, especially with the rt i mean the rivals is played completely differently from the actual cbl because mm -hmm. of artillery yeah totally that, that absolutely changes the game um especially temple shot touched on it as well how maps are like that normally may be very defense favored or attack favored now suddenly yep. are totally different right exactly yeah. Yeah, so everything changes just because of the the rules but mm -hmm. i like it i like it a lot yeah it's good I, 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 yeah i definitely like it like for sure um uh, I think there's a lot more fights as well now that we that we play with these rules. Um, when you see artillery, you see a lot of still fights. Like there's not much going on for you for a few minutes. And um, actually, one of those maps is Reginopolis, I guess, the one that you played mm. in third place. How did you enjoy that uh, that match on Reginopolis? Uh, well, our match, I wasn't really a good standing for us because the mm. seed point we just took without issues at all. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, we basically went through, but then we did this, like the same push from the right side three times, and it all failed on the offense. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the defense, we had wiped them on base. We had a unit advantage. Then one of our guys that we could totally push out to supply, so we all followed and we just went out. Um, <laughs> and uh, that was basically the biggest mistake we did. And then we got punished for it by Eden. And then nice. um, we both had zero units. Uh, we had short swords. They had pole axes and. We all got lobbed up in one little blob on point, and all the polaxes just killed us and never let us move. Yeah, and 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 that was that, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for those who haven't watched it, rewatch those games because uh, that was one of the most entertaining uh, two games from Reginopolis you will ever see, probably. Um, mm. It went to the death match on the first game, right, and then the second game, you did the same attack three times. But on the second game, where you attacked in uh, against Eden. Uh, you mm. did a really fun thing, going around with all the heroes and then jumping down. Yeah, uh, was, yeah exactly. Was that something that was pre-planned or was it just something yeah. that came up? I mean, I did change it the last hour, mm. um, but I was like, because it's become like a thing to suicide when you have unlimited lives. Yeah. Um, and they had range up there. So I thought if we do this, then they just think that we're suiciding, they will all turtle down. And then like we, we had like a stop, like right on the wall where mm -hmm. I told everyone, just pull your units. Then they pull your unit, their units, and then we all basically went around and then just all jumped off, and we could basically just catch them in the choke when they tried to get out of the fort. Yeah, yeah, that, that was really ballsy. Like it, it takes a lot, it takes a lot of confidence in in you as a shot caller as well to actually make that call and um, mm -hmm. pull it off. Yeah, that was epic. Uh, one of the funniest plays I've I've seen in the Sea Rivals for sure. <laughs> um, all right, so we played on Wallfort last week. We're going to play in Kuro Castle uh, next week. Um, mm -hmm. one of the maps that we also played last season. Um, what do you think about the map? Without giving uh, away too much of your strategy, of course. <laughs> no, I, I really like the map. Like in Sieges, I think it's my favorite Siege map. Mm. Uh, in tournaments, it's also very interesting, uh, for sure, because there's many, many different ways you can hold it. Um, and yeah, last time we fought Surf Slayers on the same map, then we won 2-0. So I guess we're just trying to keep it uh, the same way. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, you said there's many places you can defend the map on. Um, the, the place that I've seen right now is basically like um, holding A and rotating a little bit to the B, or you just hard defend the, the, the final camp. Do you think there's more than those two places now? I mean, there, yeah, there is basically, yeah, like, there's you can do so many different things because you can even hold like the downstairs, but then of course if they go all the way to B, but then you can catch it in time if you're like good at reading the game. Mm -hmm. um, so you can basically just hold it like you hold the uh, what is the map? Harbor City, I think. Yeah. Yeah, like, where you hold it right behind the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's been team that been trying to hold the supplies just because you can have like so many different angles of attack yeah. um, and then there's uh, also like uh, for example surf slayers to try their thing on b which mm -hmm. was really unexpected yeah. uh, i remember sending my guys just go cap b and then we get ready for base <laughs> but then they were like uh, they're defending here and we're like okay so then we had to deal with that so there's um and then of course there's the like the front castle of the base and there's the base mm -hmm. and then... yeah you can go around you can go in front on the side yeah there's lots of different and... angles there of course, the sally out. Mm. Yes, yes, the sally out. The one that Lamaland once did with Berserkers jumping off the wall. Um, I guess that's mm. kind of in your style uh, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so definitely an interesting match. Yeah, one that we got to look forward to for, for this weekend. Um, so, do you want to go over, over the matches for, for this time? Is that something I should do? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Corto, anything else you want to, to say or talk about before we go into the matches for this Sunday? No, no, no. You, you tell, I, I think on this map uh, the sell out is, is not uh, for. Uh, it's not a very, very good idea mm. uh, because uh, you have only one door and uh, it's a previous to, to find it's easy to counter. Mm -hmm. But uh, but yes, and I hope uh, we can see uh, some defense on a point mm -hmm. and not. Uh, all, uh, all match, all one back uh, on the last point mm -hmm. because, uh, okay, we know it's an easy point to defend, but uh, some fight is good. Yeah, exactly, totally. And like Blame, like Elias said, uh, I think the, there are so many points in the city that you can defend. It's really interesting. I think also on Harbor City last season, we also saw a lot of invention in defending the city. Uh, I think, and, and, and that's something that I really like. It's really good. Um, yeah. Maybe this is something I can talk to you about, Elias. Like, so, without the artillery, I feel like teams are actually exploring more ways to defend a city. Um, and yeah, also exactly. because you get to fight with 15 players and not like in your normal siege, you have to defend the point because everybody will just run off somewhere else if you don't mm -hmm. defend the point. Um, exactly. So, what is important about like deciding where you want to defend, in your opinion? I mean, where you defend is basically you just look where you can't be tread, basically, and then you have like a ground on where you can actually defend. Mm -hmm. And then you also have to think, of course, of where the enemy will go uh, and what points they actually have to go through. Um, but yeah, so you basically have to be, you can have uh, like three different options where you defend, but you just rotate between them. Mm -hmm. As long as you try to always fight where you can't get trapped uh, and so on, then that's basically where it decides and can verify from every map, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you don't want to get trapped. That's one thing. And and yeah. then, like you said, also you also want to take in a consideration how can the enemy approach you as the attacker, so you don't get yeah. flanked too easily. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, and then of course the choke points. Because mm. the more choke points you have, the better. Yeah, totally, totally. So about choke points, uh, one of the 
good games that we as Triki had. It was actually against you on Dust Bowl Fort, if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, where we actually defended the choke on the B supply on, on top of the wall, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. forcing you to go to the C point. Um, is, is, is that one of those places that you, that, that you mentioned? We were gonna go to, we were gonna leave that side completely mm. and just go to C instantly. Yeah. I remember I had to stop and then I had to start screaming because people were still there. Just like, <laughs> guys, we could totally kill this. But I, then I had to explain that if you're there, then you can't be on C. So we have to move very fast, yep. you know. And then they finally came and then we could move on. And then we still got wiped in the push, though. That yeah. was uh, actually very good. Yeah, that was very surprising for me as well. But yeah, really good. <laughs> we, we destroyed you in one one attack and then, then we got wiped. But that's okay. We, we got the one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> all right. That's all good. Then. All right. So for those who want to defend a city, uh, make sure to not get trapped. Um, and if you do get trapped, just do it better. And then uh, make sure to not get flanked. That's also one of the other things, I guess. Um, so then, if we go to the opposite, what's important about attacking a map? Attacking a map, you basically have to see where you can, like, if you can out-rotate the defenders, mm-hmm. that's perfect. Uh, or if you can force them into, or you can trap them, or if you just can fully brute force them by doing some crazy monkey stuff, <laughs> that's also perfect. Yeah, like you have been doing quite a few times. Yeah, yeah exactly. You just yeah. have to play it, play it into your favor, like mm-hmm. take control and then execute. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing, right? Like you have to pull off some some surprise or some way to yeah, make the defender mm. go out of their position, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Interesting. Um, you, you, you talk on Cura Castle. Yep. Uh, at the beginning, uh, yes, at the beginning, um, an important thing is to uh, in, when when you are in defense, uh, the goal is to destroy the two scorpion. Uh, can uh, shoot on the A point. Mm-hmm. Uh, the battle for the two scorpion is is a uh, first step uh, for the for the beginning of the game. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I agree. They're very annoying. Yes, yes. Scorpions are actually surprisingly good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they've got insane range. Like I'm pretty sure the AI one has more range than the normal one that you can place, right? Yeah, they they have that. That's absolutely nuts how far it can shoot. So yeah, you get crazy angles with that one. Um, mm. Yeah, so the Scorpios are pretty good in the core castle. If you can destroy them, it might be hard sometimes. So yeah, it's an interesting map for sure. Um, all right, so uh, let's go over the matches that we have for Sunday. Um, the Feudal Division starts at seven, of course. We got Rose versus No Beaches, eight Jack Ultras versus Slavs, nine Surf Slayer versus Blame Elias, big game, like you mentioned. And at 10, we have Plebs versus Bondguard, another really big game. It's actually the final match we had from last season, um, already in round two. So that will definitely show if Bondguard is able to compete for the top place this season, or if they actually um, do feel the loss of Bayern not being there for the team uh, during this season. Then for the Rustic Division on Coracasta, we have uh, at seven, Baguette Munchers versus Love and Devotion, Triarchy versus Kebabs, going to be rough, YAA versus Holy Crusaders, two of the teams that won last week, and Chocolate Paladins versus Odin's Legion. Um, another interesting game because those two teams actually definitely want to go to the top three for the rest of the division. Um, for the playing division, we got at seven Paelia Old School versus Impact Esports, and Impact being the team that won, and Paelia Old School being one of the teams that tied Crypta versus Argonautas, and Divinity in their first game versus Wildblood. Um, looking for team, team has a weekend off so we will be seeing them in the next round 
Um, in terms of the expectations in the predictions on the CB Rivals Discord, um, if I go over the feudal, because I think that's the the, the division that we know most about, um, I'll just give you the scores, okay? So, Rose versus No Beaches, um, 15 to 44 for No Beaches. What do you think, Elias Corto? Uh, I think uh, just from what we've seen in the past, I think uh, No Beaches will win. Corto? Mm -hmm. Yes, no, no. We don't know the name of No Beaches because uh, they changed uh, the name of the team, but uh, they have a good player and uh, they can do something well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And they've been beating, beating Jack Ultra, so they are confirmed at least beat here right now. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. All right, then we got Jack Ultras versus Slavs, 50 to 12 for the prediction right now, um, depending on the Sea Rivals Discord. Um, I personally really like Slavs. Uh, they're one of the teams in EU2, and I think they've been showing some very creative ways of attacking and defending, especially on Castle, actually, um, if you want to rewatch that game from, from them from last season. Um, so what do you think about those two teams? I think uh, Slavs have been improving a lot, like mm -hmm. we saw it last season. They were outstandingly good. Um, but I think Jack Ultras is still like a strong, experienced team. Um, so I think just because of experience, Jack Ultras will win this one. Mm -hmm. Okay, interesting. Corta, you? Yeah, it's the same. I think Jack Ultra have uh, more experience. And uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't really know Slav uh, mm. Slav team, so I can. Uh, I don't have opinion opinion on, on them. Yeah, it's interesting. So one of the things that is really interesting about Slavs, I think, is um, not only are they Polish, for some reason that's really interesting, um, but more importantly, they play in the Polish league. So there's also a Polish league, and that is basically a copy pasta for from the CB Rifles. Um, but kudos yeah. to them; they're doing it really well. So um, also communicating with each other. Um, and they are first place there with two teams. So first and second with two teams from Slavs. So they are definitely like competing a lot, playing a lot together. Um, so I think that makes them one of the teams that might surprise um, actually throughout the season. So okay. I was actually go. about to say that as well, that uh, they have, uh, that they're doing very good in the Polish leagues. Mm -hmm. And uh, even the Polish people in, uh, in my team is uh, also playing in that uh, division. And I think some of them are in Slavs, but uh, mm -hmm. not so sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's not like they are a bad team at all. They're pretty good, actually. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how the how Jack do if they can recover from their loss against No Beaches and uh, actually get some ground back there. All right, then uh, one of the most exciting matches for the weekend, I guess, is Surf Slayer versus Blame Elias. Right now, Blame Elias, um, you are uh, in favor, depending on the vote. Uh, it's twenty eight for Surf Slayer, forty for Blame Elias. Um, so, do you agree with it? I think it's going to be a really close one, mm -hmm. uh, but I think we can do it. All right, all right. I think you can do it. Uh, doesn't sound as convincing, so you're already covering your ass, I guess, for being blamed. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm totally fine with being blamed, but um, I, I think it's going to be like the probably most cl close and intense battle of yeah. this, uh, the season. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think we can uh, pull off a 2-0. Nice, nice. That's convincing me. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to watch that game. Like, it's 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 got to be one of the the best games from the weekend for sure. Corto, uh, me, uh, uh, I think Sersleyo win. Mm, there we go. Yeah, I like we... it. Yeah. Are you are you that confident? Because like we said, Surfslayer they're coming from like they've been slowly losing more and more games over the last few tournaments. But you, you you're confident in them now? Yes. 
What I see uh, vs Pungard and uh, yes, I think he, they are here. No problem. Nice, nice. I hope. So. I really hope so. I'm sorry for you, Elias, but I really hope so. <laughs> All right. All right. And then at ten, we got Plebs versus Pongard, fifty-five to five for Pongard. This is surprising. That's like ninety percent to ten percent um, for Plebs, the winner from last season. Um, so, I guess people have lost their confidence in Pongard here. Um, do you agree with it? I mean, um, I think Pongard is still still good. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, but uh, Plebs and Kerr Castle is uh, very dangerous, so I think that's where the predictions mm -hmm. come from. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that yeah. might be true. And is this coming from scrimming against them? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to it already. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. So I can also say that you're probably pretty happy that you didn't have to play Plebs against Kerr Castle then? Yes, I am. Yes, yes. Okay, good, good, good. Um, so this is going to be interesting. I didn't even realize, but you played Sir Slayer last season on this same map as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. All right, nice. I'll enjoy it. All right, good. E even better, even better. It's the reverse chance for Sir Slayer to get revenge against you, or you can convince everybody that you are the better team. Yeah. All right, uh, Triki versus Kebabs. Oh, that's the second one. Oh, but it doesn't matter. Uh, 10 for Triki, 52 for Kebabs. Um, I can guess uh, everybody's going to agree that Kebabs is definitely the favorite in that one. Nah, Charky can do it. Yeah, we can do it. We, we, we can take the one fight and, and win it all. Yeah. Who I knows? believe it. I believe. Uh, I believe. I believe as well. Um, Charky has been training tons more. It's it's good that TW is over because TWs are more important for Charky than tournaments and most often. Mm. Um, we, we are focusing way more on those. Um, so we finally have some time to actually practice for the tournament now. So that, who knows? We, we might pull something off here. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced that our team captain has got some special strategy planned for us. <laughs> All right, uh, Baguette Munchers versus Love and Devotion, 13 to 37. Um, the French team, Baguette Munchers, uh, Corto, anything you want to say to convince uh, us that they will win? No, I don't really know the, the team of mm. uh, Rustic Division. I, uh, I don't see a map, uh, a match yet. Mm. So uh, I have no, no opinion because uh, I don't see much. Mm -mm -mm. No trust for the French here, okay. Well, it's gonna be rough for them, we'll see. Um, it, it might be pretty close for, the, for that match, I'm curious. Um, Elias, do you know anything about the... You, no, you haven't played against Love and Devotion uh, either, right? Uh, no, but we've done some scrims against them. Mm. Um, but I think just, I think, I don't really know Baguette Munchers, but I think there's it's just the experience gap because Love and Devotion played a full season, yep. the others just came into it, so I think uh, Love and Devotion will win. Yeah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's a, it's a fair argument, at least. Um, and then one that actually surprises me, YAA, the Turkish team versus Holy Crusaders. It's 41 for YAA and 14 for Holy Crusaders. Uh, might be a bit biased here with a lot of Turkish players, maybe, on the Discord. Um, but uh, do you know anything about those two teams, aside from what you've seen in the tournament? Like the GAA, I've don't really know uh and the holy crusaders we didn't really get much of them we only had like the defense because mm -hmm. the offense we if you remember we basically copped half base yeah. before they even got into their walls probably the fastest so, game ever and the most funny in a way yeah <laughs> i mean i was confused during the entire thing but yeah. uh, <laughs> i imagine I, I believe that their their attack was at least uh, pretty decent mm -hmm. but um i think I'm gonna see draw. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah, 
I, I can see that coming. Yeah, Holy Crusaders having improved quite a bit, and then uh, the experience that they have as well, and YA being a new team, but they have won at least once, so they, they seem to be pretty good. Yeah, or at least good. All right, and then Chocolate Paladins versus Odin's Legion. This one is surprising for me. Uh, Chocolate Paladins only getting seven votes and 49 votes for Odin's Legion. Um, Chocolate Paladins was definitely the favorite going into the season uh, for for the, for the Rustic Division uh, next to Kebabs. Hmm. So, can you explain well, it to me? Well, I mean that they were favored was you, of course, because the guy that did the tier list was in Chocolate Paladins or was leading Chocolate Paladins. Yeah, that's true as well. Yeah, but um, I think that this is actually going to be a really close one because I, but I think I have to go with Odin's Legion to be honest because they've looked kind of strong uh, the last fight they just did. All right, yeah, I guess it, it might happen. Might happen. Who knows? Um, so yeah, I agree. Like Odin's Legion definitely look really strong. Uh, they've been improving. Uh, I know that like Chocolate Palans is, is one of the main like scrim partners from Pond Guard, so mm. that helps them to get like stronger quite quickly as well. I would assume at least. Um, yep. So yeah, who knows? Who knows? I think it's going to be a good match at least uh, between those two. Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah. All right. Another playing division. I'll just go over this quickly because we don't know too much about those teams yet. We'll just have to figure it out later. Uh, Pelia Old School versus Impact Esport. Twenty-one votes for Pelia. Forty-two for Impact. Crypta versus Argonautas. Fourteen for Crypta. Thirty-nine for Argonautas. And Divinity versus Wildblood. Twenty-four Divinity and twenty-twelve or. 42 for Wildblood, not depending on if you follow the Wildblood logo or the Doc logo. Um, so <laughs> I guess Wildblood has more votes, uh, but it might also be the memes. Um, we'll see, we'll see. Um, Corto, just one thing, because you do know the Ar Ar Argonautas team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell and, us something uh, about that team then? Yeah, I think uh, the match uh, Crypto vs Argonaut will be very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, Argonaut um, no, knows uh, the, the game and uh, the map. Mm -hmm. they, they just need to, uh, to, 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 to apply the, well, what they produce mm -hmm. and uh, to, to, stay, to stay very compact because uh, Crypta, the last match, show uh, a very group uh, gameplay, mm -hmm. uh, good group gameplay. Uh, so... Um, uh so each team need to 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 make the the, the best play uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, i think it's a, a match to 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 look yeah yeah i i i might agree actually uh like you said argonaut is looking pretty good and then crypta they also tied in the first first round so they've got something going for them and they're also the eu2 team uh, which i'm already excited for so We'll see. It might be uh, one of the one of the better matches for the play-in division this uh, this Sunday. Although the other two might also be really good because we don't know too much about them yet. All right, that's it. That's all the games for this Sunday. Uh, they will all start at seven and then go through to ten when the final one will start um, and finish at least at ele at uh, eleven p.m. CST, of course, Central European specific time. Um, they will all be cast at at least in English and French. We've got three for both, and also some of the match will be cast in Turkish and German and Polish. And I might be missing missing one, I'm not even sure. So we got all of get covered for you, but that's it, right? Spanish? Oh yeah, Spanish, of course. Yeah, yeah, we've got some Spanish casters as well. Thank you very much. Um, so you'll be, you'll, be, you'll be able to catch all of the uh, casting schedule on Sunday when I will post it on the Discord. 
um, in the latest news channel. So make sure to join the Discord and keep up to date with everything that's going on for the Zebra Rivals League. Um, all right, uh, then. When I started this podcast, uh, Elias, with you, um, I asked you to answer four questions about um, overpowered, underpowered. And one of those was about the weapon classes. And this is the, the last thing I would like to talk about with you. Because I've seen a lot of debate uh, between teams and evil, even team captains and players DMing me if I want to like ban the poleaxe from the game uh, because it's so overpowered. Uh, what is your stance on the weapon classes? You shouldn't be banning weapon classes or allowing mm -hmm. teams to ban weapon classes because that would just be too many bans. I mean, yeah. two unit bans is already good and so on. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't ban classes really, you just yeah. have to let the game do its thing mm -hmm. uh, and just let the players adapt to it. Uh, even though Polex is kind of broken, because mm -hmm. it's just like a walking death machine, <laughs> uh, and Odachi is just unkillable, it's still nothing you should be nerfed, you just have to either exploit it mm -hmm. or lose. Yeah, uh, I agree, like totally, like Corto and I, we, we talked to, to ban Temple Shot in our podcast with him um, mm -hmm. back in season one, right? after the finals i guess um no before right before the finals we talked with tampa shot about the weapon classes and whether or not it was an interesting idea to to one day ban one of those weapons and we agreed that um it doesn't make sense because there's not that many weapon classes and also the weapon class actually is kind of the identity of a player like you said you are a mall player right mm. and that's how you identify same like a tempo shot gave the example of amia who's the dual blade player if you take away his dual blades what's he got left right um it's, it's just not that funny to to ban, allow people to ban weapon classes so just yeah just adapt to it um but you do agree that the polex is in a really good spot right now then oh yeah definitely yeah what what makes it that strong as uh, of course there's the cc immunity because it, it, it's always been there like the last couple of months yeah it's right been so since it came but it's just the ability that polex has that it can get behind a unit mm -hmm. then dismount that already is a stun and then you have the ult with like multiple stunts while you can't be hit out of it mm -hmm. uh, which just makes it uh, so strong because you can just open like no other unit or no other hero can uh, and you can also kill units good with it so mm -hmm. it's also strong and then of course the, you have two stunts for to keep heroes cc'd so you have uh, a lot of different vari varieties uh, of how to kill someone yeah yeah that definitely does sound good doesn't it um, yeah, so lots of CC, lots of damage. Um, it's something that the mall, the mall was also always considered. Um, it's definitely fallen out of favor. So where do you feel like you're at being the mall player in this season? I feel like it's uh, in a bad spot. Not that it's like a bad class, but just that all the other classes that play just counter it. Mm -hmm. Like for example, muskets, they can roll away when you CC them. Then there's the pike, they can also do it. The polaxes can just instead press ult as soon as you dismount on them and you also just get yeah, killed. Yeah. So I think it's still a good class, but you just have to know how to play it correctly and play it very safe. Mm -hmm. But I think the survivability rate of a mall is quite low. Yeah. Strong statements there. I mean, there's definitely been times where the mall was considered the only overpowered weapon in the game, and it's definitely changed quite a bit. I, I can agree on that. Corto, what do you think? Uh, we've had discussion about the weapon classes before. Yeah, but from, for me, the, the Polax, uh, the most broken is uh, the ultimate. Mm -hmm. The ultimate, uh, you have too much CC and, uh, and uh, anti CC. You, you understand anti? No. Yeah. Uh, what's the name in English? 
where you, like you can cancel uh, the, the CC as well yes. with some of the abilities, right? You can get yes, up can. and fight again. Yeah. And uh, maybe um, a possibility and uh, for all the game is uh, when you use a, a skill with uh, a cancel CC, mm -hmm. you have a, a, an immunity of one second. Because uh, a lot of uh, of players, uh, we, we don't have the same connection with the, with the game, mm -hmm. and uh, some players have a, a latency, enfin, you have a, a delay, a little delay, yeah. and uh, you know if you want to 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 escape, to to use uh, the cancel uh, control, um, I think a one second to immunity is uh, can be nice. Yeah, I got it. In, instead of like instant CC immunity, I guess, where you have to time it, because so. No, you know, when you use a skill mm -hmm. with uh, with a, a cancel CC, mm -hmm. uh, you have uh, one second, maybe less, but uh, actually, it's um, you you need to have a good timing mm -hmm. to to use uh, the cancel of CC, yeah. and uh, and with Polax, Polax, uh, when they use the, the ult, mm -hmm. they have maybe three CC. Uh, mm. It's the same skill. Yeah, true. And uh, you, you you can you, you can get up. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I'm, uh, it's a it's a possibility to uh, to pick up because uh, the CC in the game is very important and it's normal, it's logical, and yeah. it must uh, uh, must stay important. Mm -hmm. But um, we we have uh, the the game is not. Uh, um, Quickly and instantly, uh, instantly, instantly. Uh, what's the say? What's the name? Uh, you know, in in MOBA, uh, yeah. where you have a, um, an action at the at the what centième of second, the mm -hmm. the second. It's important. This game is not like this. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because you have a problem of connection, the game is slow, and mm -hmm. uh, so. Voilà. When. To, to to work on the on the control on the EO, uh, I think it's uh, is a way because the Parax okay have a, a good damage have a, a lot of control but don't have a lot of anti control a lot of uh, cancel control mm -hmm. and uh, they have a, a big cooldown on the on the on the skill yeah and uh, they she is slow mm -hmm. when uh, when when he hit so. Yeah, it 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 is possible to dodge the poleaxe because it's 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 pretty telegraphed. You can see it coming actually quite well, but it's it's at, it's it's at the same time it's so strong and so like immune to CC that it's it's too hard to dodge sometimes, especially with the delay on the game that you that you mentioned. Yeah. All right. And about the, uh, about the Nodashi, uh, the, actually the what is OP and the Nodashi, it's. Um, I don't know the name in English. Is the, the region the region of life? Ah, uh, yeah, the lifesteal. Yeah, the, the lifesteal, but uh, on the monstrous blade. Mm -hmm. The skill is monstrous blade. I think this one actually is uh, is OP. This skill is OP actually. Mm. Yeah. So uh, have both of you played the Nodachi as well? Because I've definitely tried it a lot. I haven't. No, you haven't. Oh man. Nope. Why? <laughs> I guess it isn't. It doesn't have your armor, right? So why would you bother? Indeed. <laughs> All right. There you go. Yeah, you can't switch from Nodachi to Maul. That's that. That's not gonna work. <laughs> 
Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We'll have a discussion about that shit with someone else then. Um, mm-hmm. We'll have to talk about it later. Uh, all right, we'll see. Um, so to wrap up this episode, um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll let you have the final words and then we'll, we'll close it off. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, mention, or a special shout out? Uh, don't really know, but I think um, this uh, weekend will be very interesting. And we're going to have a lot of great fights this season, especially because it's more structured now, like more equal teams are fighting each other. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, all fights overall are going to be good and it's going to be a good season. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. So thank you very much for joining us today. Um, I hope to see you again at the end of the season, perhaps at, after getting the first place. Who knows? It just yeah, might happen. <laughs> uh, good luck against Surslayer on this uh, weekend. Kokura Castle is definitely going to be a very interesting match, uh, like we talked about. Um, so best of luck to you. And I hope you. your team gets to praise you one day uh, for, for winning the season. Thank you, thank you. Yes, all right. Thanks, man. Uh, Corto, anything from you before we close it down? No, it's okay. A good, uh, good match for Sunday, and uh, see you next week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys. See you next week, uh, and we will be back with another podcast. But before that, uh, enjoy the Sunday's matches. It's going to be really, really fun. Um, I hope to see you on the Discord, and if not, I hope to see you on the Twitch channel watching all the games. See you next week. Uh-huh.